Uncensored, unfiltered, unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Corelcast. I am Corel, and happy Monday. So very glad you are joining me. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today, like the Madonna, the, the whole Madonna uh, Grammy thing. If you didn't see it, I'm going to show you. Uh, the Grammys, are, they don't represent real music or real musicians anymore. They used to. And I vote on them. I'm looking at certificates right now as a voting member for 30 years. Uh, so I have a unique perspective on this, and I'm going to share it about music's biggest night last night. Uh, also, it's gonna, we're going to talk about aging because that, you know, that, it plays a big part. Uh, why is the spy balloon white? You know, we shot it down. We're going to talk about that. Clueless do-gooders. Uh, I read an editorial about homelessness here in Las Vegas, and they proposed solutions, and I laughed. And yet this is a group that works with the homeless. It's devoting their lives to the homeless. They want to solve the homeless problem, and they don't have a clue. Uh, I'm going to give them a clue. Uh, and then get going and make yourself proud, honey. We're going to talk about that. What have you done today to make you feel proud? And I'm going to tell you how this, this, does this scare you? This is a Ryobi Easy Clean Power Washer. Isn't that? It's a power tool, baby. I feel like a lesbian. Uh, so I'm going to tell you how this relates uh, to one of the topics and I'm going to share very quickly a funny story before going on. Uh, we were downtown. Steve and I had a vintage clothes store the other day. And it was a, it was a great one. The lady was of our age. Uh, well, she was 60. She was my age. I can't believe the price they are charging for vinyl. A Miles Davis record was $60. Um, the Olivia Newton-John album with Have You Never Been Mellow was $15. That's what I paid. <laughs> I think I paid $4.99 back in the 70s for it. Uh, anyway, so we were there. Uh, at this vintage store, uh, and we walk back by this uh, by this entire uh, rack of plaid plaid shirts, you know, flannel like plaid. Uh, and I go, "Oh, here's for the lesbians." And right behind me, I hear this woman goes, "Well, calling me out." And I turn around, and there's a lesbian in plaid. <laughs> And I looked at her and I said, well, honey. <laughs> and she goes, no, if the plaid fits. I <laughs> and I said, don't lie to me. Don't, don't lie to me. You have a cat at home. And she thought, oh, Lord. I said, you do. She goes, I do. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. Sometimes stereotypes are true. Uh, all right. Let's get to the first topic, which is the Grammys. I'm going to show you something. Don't be alarmed. Okay. <laughs> if you're not watching this, you should be. Don't be alarmed, okay? But this is what Madonna looked like last night at the Grammy Awards. Here we are. There. Oh, don't, uh, don't. I know you just probably went, oh. <laughs> if you're not watching, you should go to youtube.com forward slash really Carell uh, and see today's episode because that's what Madonna looked like at the Grammys last night. Uh, and a couple things happened afterwards that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about why the Grammys aren't representative of real music anymore. Uh, or now it would appear real people. Uh, but that's what she looked like. There we, that's her. Uh, and that's something. That's not what she used to look like. Uh, but that's what she looked like last night. So here we have, you know, Madonna, uh, out at the Grammys looking like that. Uh, and before we get into the editorial I read about why the Grammys, you know, don't represent real music anymore, and I agree with it, let's talk about her face. 
Okay. Now I know it is your world and however you want to look, I guess it's your world and you look that way. And if you're Madonna, you go right ahead. But if you're a public person and you're going to put your face out there like all the time, then you can't, you're not, uh, how do I say this? Immune from criticism. Now, Madonna was a beautiful woman who was about self-empowerment. And I would have imagined that like Helen Mirren, who's probably had a little bit of work done at 77, but looks still like Helen Mirren. I would have imagined that Madonna would have found a way to do it on her terms, but gracefully. Instead, she has turned herself into something that does not look human. And I'm not being mean. I mean, I can show this again if you like. You know, I can put this back up. She does, it, that does not look human to me. Does it look human to you? Let me, let me put this back up, get in the computer here. Does this, does this look human to you? Does that, I mean, really, look at that. Look at the lips. None of that looks real. And so why? What, what is inside of her that would make her want to mutilate herself like that? Because that's what that is. That's mutilation. And, you know, what, what's inside of her that would make her want to mutilate herself? I don't know. But she has. And, you know, you don't see a lot of the men doing this. And again, this goes to this double beauty standard. The women have to come out with the big, you know, like Beyonce's. Let's call them the big Beyonce's. You know, they have to come out showing the Beyonce's. Their face has to, I guess, be some work of something. I don't know. Streisand's done it too much. Barbara looks like a cat. I love Barbara Streisand. I've loved her my entire life. She looks like a cat lady. Like not a lady who collects cats, but a lady who wants to look like a cat. And this is because of the pressure of the entertainment industry. And this leads me to the story that I read, which said the Grammys aren't real anymore. The artists that are on the Grammys are making it work in the streaming world. But the, re the artists that you know their names, there are artists who you are a fan of and you know their names and they're no longer making any money in the music industry because of streaming. Streaming is killing the industry, as is TikTok. I read a whole editorial this morning about TikTok being 120 seconds and songs now editing themselves down to be two minutes so they can be used in a TikTok. So now artists aren't going to be making three-minute, five-minute, seven-minute songs because they want them used in a TikTok. TikTok, TikTok, Jesus Christ. And so all of this is killing the music industry. And so what we're seeing now at the Grammys is this super elite group of artists, including Lizzo. She's elite now. She is very rich now. So you got Lizzo. You got, you know, all these artists who are now, you know, having the surgeries and doing the this and the that. Look what happened at Oscar when an un, basically unknown actress got a nomination because she truly deserves it for acting her face off in a movie. What does the Academy do? They launch an investigation into her nomination because the average actor who was out there making movies doing a great role just happened to make it into their nomination list. Well, something must be awry. I helped get the dance music category at the Grammys. That was when I joined. 
and Beyonce winning both dance album and dance single of the year. While that is a dance album, she's a pop artist. So, you know, there's problems all over Grammy, but now they're not representative of the working artist because they don't talk about how you can't make any money streaming anymore. All, most of the revenues that the, of the artists that you saw at the Grammys last night do not come from being streamed, even though they're being streamed millions of times. By the time they get their cut of that, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars, not millions. Their millions are coming from the tours and the deals and the social media deals and all of that. That's where their money's coming from. It is not coming from making music because they're not selling. Beyonce sold, you know, she just uh, broke the record. She has more Grammys now than anybody. And her album sold a million copies, that's it. So like Madonna's face, the Grammys really no longer represent the working artist who then makes a great record and gets acknowledged by the Academy. Look at Sam Smith. A, he's a Brit, but B, you know, he's got this million dollar campaign behind him in this record. And by the way, the right thought that Madonna's hair was an evil goddess, a statue. She's like, she did her hair like an evil satanic statue. And that Sam Smith was doing the devil thing with a trans person because they thought the Grammys were an entire night of devil worship. Not making that up. When we come back, the white spy balloon. If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L.com. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. It is the Corelcast, and we find out now that uh, Donald Trump uh, who was screaming, shoot down the balloon. And he actually did a video of him hitting a golf ball up to, to hit the balloon, uh, the Chinese spy balloon. Uh, we now find out that there were a couple during his regime that he didn't even know about, that it took the Biden regime to expose that, well, y'all had these balloons flying over the country twice and you guys did nothing. Uh, and at least we shot this one. We being, you know, modern day people shot it down. But I have a lot of questions about this balloon. First of all, why is it white? Why are they all white? Now, it's a spy balloon, okay? So it's supposed to be what, like out, you know, out of sight, out of mind. You ain't supposed to be able to see it over Montana or anywhere. It's a spy balloon. So wouldn't it make more sense? Now, stop me if I'm wrong here, okay? Wouldn't it make more sense if you want a spy balloon to be you know, effective, you would either make it out of a reflective aluminum sort of... Uh, uh, you know, like mylar or something, so it reflected the color of things around it. Or if you were worried that it would then catch the sun and, you know, like stand out, then why not at least paint it, you know, blue, like sky blue, you know, like snap a picture of the sky and take it to Home Depot and get some, you know, have them color match and, you know, get the color of the sky. Because if it's, me and I'm going to fly a balloon over someplace and it's a spy balloon 
So I'm spying. I'm thinking that maybe I will camouflage the balloon in some way. There's nothing in the sky up at 10,000. We got to remember this balloon was up. Okay. It's like up, up, like up, like miles up. So there's not many clouds up there. There's just blue from the ground. It appears blue. So why, 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 why were these like, and this ain't the first white spy balloon. Do the Chinese want the balloons to be seen? I mean, all this modern technology we got, we can make planes that are almost like Linda Carter's, uh, you know, uh, Wonder Woman's invisible plane, which wasn't invisible. We could see it. But you see what I'm saying? If it's a spy balloon, why is it a giant white balloon to uh, school buses across that, you know, everybody can see? Not very effective. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Either it really wasn't a spy balloon because we could all see it or B, they don't care that we see that they're spying on us. In fact, they want us to see it. Otherwise, the damn balloon would have been blue. All right. That's what I got to say about that. As for us shooting it down, I guess I'm not as Democrat as I think I am because I was all for shooting it down. I think if any country sends anything into our airspace without prior clearance, it should be like out in space. You know, when you're watching the Star Wars and they're telling you, like, stop, you don't have clearance and they don't stop, what happens? They're either shot down or they get a tractor beam. Until we get a tractor beam, shoot the ass down. Otherwise, once we get a tractor beam, snatch onto them and pull them down to the ground. But don't just let anybody fly over willy-nilly. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. You can comment down below. How do you feel about shooting down the balloon? I feel good about it. How do you feel about it? Put your comments down below or send them to, uh, what is it? Contact at reallycorel.com. That's it. Challenging my brain. Okay, before we move on uh, to the next topic, uh, which is going to be about getting up and doing things, which I did yesterday and I'm proud of, and I'm going to show you and maybe inspire you to do some things. I read an article yesterday about homelessness in Las Vegas. You all know that I'm helping this quarry at the park. This morning, they were clearing out the grumpy, crusty guy that lived in the handicapped stall of the bathroom for the last two weeks while it's been uber cold. I mean lived. I mean has the stuff spread out, has stuff up on the concrete wall. I mean lived in the handicapped stall. Lived in there. They were moving him this morning. Uh, and I was thinking of this editorial that I read about how to solve homelessness, you know, in Las Vegas. And it was by this organization that devotes their lives to helping the homeless. And all I kept reading was reason after reason why they don't have a clue. And I don't mean to slap these do-gooders in the face, but they just don't have a clue. Now, maybe they've never been homeless, but they advocate for a lot of stuff. For instance, mandatory opiate detox. If you're on opiates and you're chronically homeless and you can't seem to get off the opiates, then they, will, they mandate for arresting the person, <laughs> putting them in a mandated, you know, like drug rehab where you can get tons of drugs. Uh, and then once they're clean, offering them the services, you know, to get off the street. But arrest them for being an opiate addict and mandatorily clean them up if they won't do it themselves. 
Uh, a lot of you going, yeah, do that. Uh, number two, they insist on sober living facilities, that they're opening, we must open more sober living facilities, blah, 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 blah. All I kept reading was, this organization will help you if you become the person that they deem worthy of help. If you're a person that just wants to take drugs all day long, then you don't deserve a home. That's, that's what they're saying. If you're a person that has turned to alcohol and you're an alcoholic and you're fine being an alcoholic, then you don't deserve a house. Now, you hear all these do-good organizations say housing is a right, but they, they only go so far. Housing is a right if you behave like we think you should behave. And that just speaks to how charity works in the United States and really around the globe. We will help you, but only if you... That's the Christian way, by the way. That's how this started. Christians used to go places and say, we will feed you, we will house you, but you have to believe in our God. And we still do that here in this country. We will feed you, we will house you, we will clothe you, but you have to behave like we think you should. You should, you should not do, you can smoke cigarettes, that's okay, but no alcohol, no marijuana, no opiates, or you don't get our help. And if you're on those and you don't want to quit them, then you don't get our help. And if you're on those and don't want to quit them, then we'll make you quit them. That way we can help you. Do you hear how ridiculous this sounds and why this will not solve the homeless crisis? Because if you were homeless and someone told you you could get off the street, but you got to change everything about yourself. You got to stop drinking, stop doing pot. You got to, you know, be in by 10 o'clock at night. You can't, you know, you got to be up at by 8 a.m. You've got to report to this program and that program. You got to fill out. A, if they said that's how you get off the street, you'd stay freaking homeless. How do I know? People look around. There's not one homeless program that we have that I have seen Okay, that actually wants to solve the problem. And because there is a solution for the people that want to do the drugs and want to do the alcohol, you make being homeless illegal inside city limits, inside incorporated cities. If you're inside an incorporated city limit, then that's it. Or county, I guess you'd have to, because like we're Clark County. Well, no, we're the city, the town. See, we're not, I'm, I don't live in an incorporated city. I live in Clark County in Spring Valley. Spring Valley is a town. It's not a city. We use the county stuff here. Yeah. But you'll have to find a way to make it illegal to be in densely populated areas, to be homeless and, you know, make it by population. If, they're, if you're near more than 4,000 people, 5,000, if you're whatever. And just say, look, you want to do drugs? You want to do whatever? Then get out. You, you go do it out in the hills. You go do it out in the desert, whatever. I want to come back. You got to get up, get up, get busy. You got to move your body. Uh, why you, we all as a country uh, and as individuals need to stop thinking about all the things that need to be done and making lists of lots of things that need to be done. Republicans are good at that. And actually start doing them. I took a page from my own notebook and did some stuff yesterday that I want to share with you, maybe to inspire you, but also to inspire you to realize that I think a lot of us 
have been letting things on our to-do list, whether it's professional, personal, around the house, we've been not checking those off. So let's talk about that when we return and maybe get you moving, child, get you motivated, motivated right now. Sing it to you, house it up, baby. Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corelcast app free at the app store of your choice now. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Stand back. It's loaded and I know how to use it. <laughs> Hi, welcome back. Uh, all right, like, we all have a list of things to do. Congress has a list of things to do. The president has a list of things to do. You have a list of things to do. Uh, you all have a list of things that are going wrong in your house, in your life. Little things that just nag at you like, oh, that's got to, I got to, oh, that got to. And all that adds up and it brings guilt and depression and then a, a never-ending cycle. You feel bad about it not being done, but then you don't do it. And then you feel bad because you're not doing it. And then you feel bad about feeling bad from not doing it. And your brain just goes in circles and nothing gets done. And that explains our country, by the way. So I realized this. So yesterday, I realized there's a few things around the house that need to be done, and I haven't been doing them because I'm mainly my aorta. I'm really concerned. I know they said I can lift like half my body weight, which would be 100 pounds, and I, and I don't. But when you're moving a flower pot or whatever and you're thinking, is this going to stretch out my aorta? Am I going to be one year closer to surgery because I have to move this pot? So, you know, or my back, am I going to tweak my back by, by fixing this? I should let someone else do it. It's really terrible to be partially disabled and realize that there are some things I really should let someone else do. And then I don't let them do it. And I'm, I'm worried that I'm hurting myself like my aorta, but we'll see in March. Anyway, God, I hope I don't have to open heart surgery this year. That would be challenging, wouldn't it? Uh, anyway, uh, so yesterday I said, well, What's, what's one of the things that's really bothering you? And I want you to ask yourself, one of, what's one of the things around your house that's really bothering you? Okay, it's like, oh, I need a better solution for X, Y, or Z. I know you all have something. So what is that one thing around the house that's, that's really bothering you? With me, it's shoes. You see, I grew up poor. Okay, so I had one, maybe two pairs of shoes most, maybe three pairs when I was with Andrew or four uh, because he would make me have dress shoes and things like that. Uh, and so but really, I mean, I didn't have more than four pairs of shoes like ever. Uh, well, now, because of all the walking I do, the five to seven miles a day and because of my various foot conditions, I am blessed to have 11 pairs of shoes and four pairs of boots for the motorcycle. So when I had Closet World build in the closets, I tried to make places for the shoes, but that I didn't like them in my closet. You know, I didn't. I didn't like them around my clothes because when they come home from the park, you know, I didn't want to put them up there. So I put them where they should be, in the mudroom, which is where my washer-dryer is. I don't have a mudroom. I have a mud alcove. You'll see it in a moment. So they were all there on a shoe rack, which wasn't big enough, and so they ended up all over the floor. I didn't like that. A, it was messy. And even though it was a place where, you know, it's a laundry area, it didn't look right. So I thought to myself, well, you have this industrial look going around your house, out in the living room. You have things hanging from chains and from various things, from pipe and stuff. Uh, so what if you made something that looked very industrial? So here, I'll show you what I did. Now, I was going to hire someone to do this for me, okay? 
But instead of hiring them, I did it myself. Uh, and here, you're looking at the wall now. You're looking at all the pairs of shoes that are hung up. Isn't that something? Look at that. And that wall wasn't being used for anything because it's the power wall. And this is how I made them. I used those grommet-type things that look like plumbing fixture things. And I screwed one-inch PVC valve in, into that. And then I made a T with the PVC valve. I learned how to cut PVC. I bought a PVC valve cutter, uh, which would be great for cutting off fingers. Uh, and there you go. There, I, and there's how you hang uh, you know, 10 pairs of shoes. And isn't that something? Isn't that remarkable and fabulous? Uh, and I was going to hire someone to do that for me. And then I just realized I don't have the $100 to give someone to do that. So I said, well, try it. The worst that could happen is that you fail. Try it. Just get going on it and try it. Maybe you'll complete it. Maybe you won't. Maybe it'll be horrible. Maybe it won't. But try it. So I did. And in under two hours, I changed my world. That whole area is much more fabulous now. I also bought caulking, not caulking, but caulking uh, to fill a gap in the hardwood floors, my new hardwood floors, just like not even two years old. And there was a gap by my door and it was bothering me. And I was going to have the guy that did the floors come and put it. But then finally, I just bought the stuff and I did it. I also did it around my cutting board in the kitchen so food will stop falling around there because that was bothering me. And I fixed the bottom of the outdoor door because the weather stripping had popped off and that was bothering me. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, and the patio is filthy. I can't take it. You're not supposed to spray or wash or whatever, but I bought this Ryobi power sprayer. It's battery operated and it'll suck water out of a bucket instead of being hooked up to a hose. And I'm going to use it out there today and I'm going to power spray my way to cleanliness. Why? Because I'm taking control of it. I'm doing stuff, stuff that bothers me. The patio bothers me. It's dirty and there's the wind and the, it's, you and I mop and I sweep and it just, no, it needs to be power sprayed. So I'm going to do it. So what in your world is like, a, even just around the house or around the office, you know, there's a lot of times I have something to write. I need to write something and it's easy. It, it'll take me under a half an hour to, you know, just pound it out. And I just put it off and I put it off and I put it off. And then finally a deadline comes or something. And so I just, just, just sit down and pound it out. And I think that was so easy. Why did I put that off? So is there something work-wise that you, you know, little, little thing, phone calls that you've been meaning to make that you haven't gotten to? I called Oscar this morning. I've been meaning to call him. I haven't called him. So I called. What are things that you've been putting off? What's on your to-do list that you need to start getting done? Because I've noticed there's a lot of bitching and a lot of talking, a lot of moaning and a lot of everything, but not a lot of doing. Okay? So we, I think we all need to make a habit of talking about things that we are now doing. Like, what are we doing? So what are you doing? Do you have things around the house that you need to start doing? Do you have things at work that you need to start checking the boxes off? All right, before I go, I hope I have time because this is important. I believe that I'm going to just start doing the things that need to be done for my career and my life and for you, the audience. And I really believe this 10-episode show called Weathering the Future about where places in the United States where we should be looking to move 
uh, if we want to weather the future, uh, you know, where we should go. I have an interview in Reno, Nevada on Monday, the 13th, with, and this is going to start the show. It's going to be the person that gives us those 10 cities. The trip is about $1,500. The whole episode is going to cost about five grand to produce the pilot. I don't want to come to you, the Patreon supporters, and you, the people out there who have already donated and say, but you know what? Life is too short. I need to, get, I need to start this process. If we get a pilot and the pilot is good, as good as the story in every bottle, then I think we can sell the show. So I need to raise the money for the pilot. And it starts with the trip that I need to take this weekend, which is 1500 bucks. If you can help, go to paypal.me forward slash Willie Carell. That's paypal.me forward slash Willie Carell. We would appreciate it. We got to raise five grand now. Paypal.me forward slash Willie Carell. Let's start with 1500 Hey, it's Carell. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash reallycorel. That's youtube.com forward slash reallycorel for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. That's patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, reallycorel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so it doesn't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.